Good evening and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah and I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage and tonight we continue our study on the life of Joseph with a focus tonight on forgiveness. As always, if you want to join our conversation or if you'd like someone to pray with, we have call screeners standing by to take your phone calls at 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, will you forgive me? Always, Micah. I'll always forgive you. Oh, so I don't even have to what, tell you what, what I did yeah, wrong. Yeah, what did you do wrong? No, I don't even know. Well, you had a box of Turkish delight in the church office, and Wednesday night yeah. you weren't there, so I just yeah. let everybody eat the entire box. Wow. You're so generous with my candy. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sorry. No. Will you forgive but me? I, absolutely. I, okay. I forgive you, Micah, and I'm, I'm glad that others could, could actually enjoy that. Okay. And okay, I, I, I laid it there for everybody to enjoy. Oh, okay. Right. That, that's the purpose of it. And it, it, that was the dusty candy, right? It's like when you powdered eat it. sugar. Yeah, yeah. that that powdered sugar, powdered just, sugar just just yeah. gets everywhere. <laughs> it's probably on all the seats now. So you'll have to clean the seats, and I'll forgive you. Okay. Okay. All, all right. right. I'll do that. All right. It's a deal. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's great to have you back, Micah. And we're looking forward to this program tonight. And we have with us one of our awesome members of our church, Sister Yvonne. Hello. Yeah, good to have you back with <laughs> I'm us. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, and, and we're looking forward to, to what God has put on your heart to mm-hmm. share about forgiveness and, yes. and what you've gone through in your life. And we mm-hmm. know that you have some very helpful things to say mm-hmm. uh, for everyone, but especially maybe for the ladies out there. Yeah. And so we're so glad, Yvonne, really, that oh, you I'm took your to time to prepare and to be with us tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get right into the reading of God's Word. We're going to read only eight verses tonight, and we'll make up for it next week, I think. But uh, tonight we're going to read Genesis chapter 45, verses 1 through 8, and I'll get us going right there at verse 1 of Genesis chapter 45, God's Word. Then Joseph could not refrain himself from, from them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said to his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God, and he has sent me he has made me a father to Pharaoh, 
and Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a forgiving God, and you, through Jesus Christ, forgive us of all our sins. And because we have been forgiven through the sacrifice of your Son, Lord God, you have taught us to be forgiving toward others. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us forgiving hearts and to be even like Jesus on the cross when he cried, Father, forgive them, even to those who put him there. So, Lord, we don't know what pain is going on inside the hearts of our listeners. We don't know what memories hurt them and haunt them. And we don't know what people have done wrong to them. But we pray, God, that you would give us forgiving hearts. And, Lord, we pray that those who hurt those under the sound of my voice would also have humble hearts to admit their wrong, as Joseph's brothers had a humble heart even before Joseph. And so, Lord, work things out and give us a great program tonight as we talk about forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, so tonight, dear friends, we want to talk about Joseph, and there's three specific steps that he takes toward forgiveness. Joseph's three steps toward forgiveness. And as we come into this passage, I just see Joseph's heart is broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is overwhelmed with emotion yeah. and broken mm-hmm. as Joseph, as Judah has interceded so honestly and eloquently, willing to take Benjamin's place and suffer in his stead Mm. if Benjamin indeed had stolen that golden cup. Mm. And Joseph, in this most dramatic, one of the most dramatic, tender moments in all the Bible, takes off his mask and reveals himself to his brothers. And what he really sees is, as he's tested his brothers all along, that they've changed. And that's critical to everything. Their guilty consciences have been awakened. They, they knew they were guilty yeah. earlier in the, in the story. Their past deeds have been exposed. It's like God has found us out. Mm. It's like God knows what we did. Yeah. We, we tried to hide it, but we couldn't hide it from mm-hmm. God. And their maturity has been tested as they took responsibility for their actions. So overall, they've been humble. They've been honest. There's no grudges. They have no greed mm-hmm. uh, in their hearts now. There was no greed. They were willing to bring the money back. Yeah. No grudges toward Benjamin when he was treated much better than they. So Joseph finally reveals himself to them. So we're going to see these three steps as Joseph forgives his brother brothers and and restores a relationship with them. And I think that's why he put them through this test, right? Because ultimately, did, as a human, mm-hmm. in his power... Did Joseph have to forgive his brothers when he, when they came to him? No. no. What could he have done to them? He could have put them all in prison <laughs> or worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, immediately and right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. So just in the human sense, he was in power. He could have just slammed down hard on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And he didn't have that attitude. It's no use to see if they've changed because I know they never will. You know, I mean, (laughs) that was an easy attitude for him to have taken, but he loved them and he wants to restore a relationship with them. But the, and and plus there's a huge motivating factor for Joseph. He wants to see his father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in a way, the link between him and his father are his brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he wants to restore that relationship with Mm -hmm. his brothers. He wants to see his father before Mm -hmm. his father dies. So, what a beautiful story. And I guess we could just open this up. 
uh, Yvonne, and, mm-hmm. and ask you, have you ever had in your life had to forgive someone for something painful, as Joseph had to forgive his brothers for what they did to him? Have you ever had to do that, and how did you go about yeah. it? Yeah, this was really hard for me um, because um, it reminded me all the stuff that I went through as a child and even as an adult. Um, but, yeah, I did have to learn how to forgive mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um and for one person, I couldn't forgive this person, um, not because I didn't want to, is because this person didn't change. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, I'm going to be really honest, I'm talking about my brother. Mm-hmm. He would not change his ways. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if I was going to confront him, even lovingly, it would have come back to me in such a way that it would have hurt me even more. more yeah. So I decided not to say anything, just stay quiet and talk to God about it and cry yeah. and cry and cry until um when he passed away um by that time I um I knew that um he was a sick man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I knew that I had to forgive what he did to me mm-hmm. that he was not in control so he wasn't in all of his senses so God helped me see him he's sick Yvonne forgive what he did Mm. and I could live with that Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um and then with the other situation that I was in because God sure gave me can I just say something Yvonne Mm -hmm. there you know because you just said something that's so important you said you could forgive him even though he had died right yeah and then you said I could live with that and that's really what forgiveness is yeah in other words you were never able to look him in the eye and say Mm-mm. And confront him in love, and then mm-hmm. him say, "I'm sorry, Vaughn." Right. And then you to say to him, "I forgive you." Right. You know, it never got to that point. But sometimes forgiveness has to just come out of our heart, even mm-hmm. when that other person is not willing, or maybe right. even when they're dead. Right. We're, we're talking to people tonight who are very bitter at mm-hmm. people who have died, mm-hmm. right. but they're still connected to them, mm-hmm. and that bitterness is still deep in their heart, so it's like they're still hooked to them, you are. That's and, and still does. under their control of somebody mm-hmm. who's no, no longer even right. with us. Right. So what you said there was very important, and you also had wisdom. You said, I knew if I talked to him when mm-hmm. he was alive, he wasn't going to receive what I said, right? Right. right. And, and it was just going to come back at, to you and make you feel worse and right. Kind of re-victimized and, abuse, the, and be exactly, abused the again. Abuse would have happened you know, again. so that's wisdom too, mm-hmm. and that shows really that you already kind of did forgive him. That you were mm-hmm. willing to live with it, mm-hmm. live with that pain, and not to be hooked with them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Was that was a lesson, and it was painful, but um, I'm not there today. Yeah. You know, and that's all through God's grace. It's not anything that I did. Oh, I'm so wonderful because, you know, I'm not right. But right. I know that this was God showing me how to forgive and how to love a person that most people would not love. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. OK, Micah, did you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. I I once had a coworker who he was going through Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, I had I had worked with him for years. Um, and he had, you know, for years and years had drug and alcohol abuse problems. And as he was going through, one of the 12 steps in the program was to make amends to people that you have harmed due to your addiction. I didn't know anything about it. But at one point, he pulled me into an empty conference room and he described to me this part of the program. And then he admitted a certain incident, which had definitely caused me some distress at the time. Um, and he said it was because of his drug use. So 
I was surprised by the whole thing, the admission, and also finding out the circumstances. It was almost like finding out the backstory to what had been happening. Um, and I, but I also, you know, in that moment, I had the wherewithal to accept his apology and forgive him. And even though, you know, we're not best friends by any means, we're we're on good terms. And this is 12 years later. So mm-hmm. um, I, you know, this I is was, someone that you still have dealings with. Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, every yeah. once in a while. And when I think about before other, he came to you, did did what he had done? Did it hinder your relationship with him or because well, it's it sounds like you weren't expecting him to to say anything to you. Well, I actually, it was it was to the point where I actually didn't even know the backstory of what was going on. So mm-hmm. I knew that I yeah. was hurt. I knew that the situation was really yeah. painful mm-hmm. and it was unjust, but I had no idea even like who the players were in the background. So it was a complete yeah. surprise to me, yeah. the whole thing. Um, a good surprise, though, sounds it, like. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a good that, surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then over the years, you know, when I think about other coworkers or other work situations, most wrongs are never admitted. You know, yeah. most people never ask for forgiveness. So I've also had to simply forgive people who have never apologized. And the yeah. Bible is really clear that we have to do it. So Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Yvonne, did you want to share another situation? Um, the other situation was, um, again, I couldn't um, talk to this person face to face. But what I did is I wrote a letter. And in this letter, what I did is I let this person know my part of I I wasn't saying, oh, and you did this and you did that. No, I told him this is what I did. And please forgive me Mm -hmm. because I know that my actions also ruined that relationship. Hmm. It wasn't just a one sided relationship. It was both of us were in the relationship. And what I did you know, there was action and reaction, sure, right? Sure. So that's what I apologize and ask him for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Now, did he forgive me? I don't know. Yeah. You know, mm. but I know that for that incident, mm-hmm. I'm clean. My slate yeah. was clean. Like mm. I was really honest with him, mm. and it's up to the person to forgive me or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just me to, yeah, put it out there. You know, and and a letter is a good way to do that because mm-hmm. sometimes a letter, you know, when you write. You can say exactly what you want to say because right. sometimes in a face-to-face situation, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or, yeah. or I really meant to say something right. this way. You get nervous. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you write, you can really clearly state mm-hmm. what you want to say, right. not too much, not too little, just mm-hmm. write that. So mm-hmm. that's also wisdom. And listeners, again, if maybe you need to write a letter to a loved one mm-hmm. like that, that's a, that's a very good good advice and wisdom there, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's talk about Joseph's three steps. The first step is he confronts his guilty brothers. When he couldn't refrain himself, as it says here, he cried out. He was in, in such deep emotion. He clears out the room. He weeps aloud, and he reveals himself. I am Joseph. So, Yvonne, let's talk a little bit about this mm-hmm. and how exactly Joseph confronts his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was reading this, I saw a lot of self-control mm-hmm. um, because he loved his brothers. He mm-hmm. really, really loved them. Um, he um, spoke to them with compassion, and he yearned for yeah. them to recognize him. You know, in, in verses 1 and 2, um, Joseph, t- Joseph tells his attendants to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, why did he do that? And I was thinking maybe he didn't want to embarrass his brothers. Hmm. Yeah. You know, 
He wanted his brothers to be safe in a safe environment. Even though he was all bottled up with emotion, mm-hmm. he was still thinking about his brothers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he finally, you know, tells them who he is and um, his guard was down and he had a chance to actually cry openly that everybody, you know, mm. heard, you know, mm-hmm. um, he had a chance to let them out. And then he says, which is, I, I wish I was there just to hear him I say, know. I am Joseph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he says, come close to me or come near me. Yeah. He just doesn't want to talk to them. He wants to bring them in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and that is so so loving, you know, to a person that didn't deserve what he went through, that he he overlooked that and he just saw his brothers and he wanted to be with them, you know. He he wasn't talking to them with reproach. He wasn't being nasty with him or mm-hmm. mean. He just yeah. wanted he wanted his brothers to know who he was, and yeah. you know that it's it's hard. It's hard to do when you bottled up with emotion. You yeah. Know? Beautifully said. Beautifully said, Yvonne. I appreciate that. And Joseph is full of compassion. He's pleading with them, and and he knows he can trust them. He knows he can he can take off that mask to them right. now. He knows that if when he reveals himself to them, that he'll be able to have that fellowship with them once again. Mm-hmm. Micah? Yeah. Well, you know, I've studied this passage numerous times, um, and this time I tried to put myself in the shoes of the brothers, and I just mm-hmm. thought, can you imagine the shock? When the governor of Egypt, who up until this point, he's been speaking to them through an interpreter. And all of a sudden, he starts mm-hmm. speaking to them directly mm-hmm. in Hebrew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then through mm-hmm. uncontrollable weeping, he says those words, those words we've said already, I am Joseph. Mm-hmm. Is our father really still alive? Mm-hmm. And scripture describes that the brothers just reacted you know, they were in shock. It says, and his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. So they were they were really stunned into silence. Now, Benjamin, he must have been the most surprised of all, because he was the only one of his brothers who wasn't involved in that plot all those years prior to sell Joseph into Egypt. You know, he was probably a young teenager or maybe even younger at that point. And he probably believed, like his father Jacob did, that Joseph had been killed by wild animals. So, When verse 14 says, and he, Joseph, fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin Mm. wept upon his neck, it takes Mm. on new meaning. There's a real emotional response here, and reconciliation has begun. Yeah. You know, when, and I can't stop from thinking when Joseph says, I am Joseph, I can't stop from thinking of that other dramatic confrontation of that rebellious man, but Jesus Christ knew he could reveal himself to Paul, Saul of Tarsus at mm. that time. Uh, even at that moment when he was rampaging against Christians, yeah. mm-hmm. and Jesus appeared to Saul with a bright light yeah. mm-hmm. and said, I am right. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, dear friends, maybe you have been the rebellious one. Maybe you have been the one running from God and hurting his heart with your behavior. But Jesus loves you, and he is saying to you tonight, I am Jesus. I will forgive you. And Jesus is going to say to you just really what Joseph says, come near to me, come near to me. And he wants to have fellowship with you, dear friends. Jesus Christ wants to forgive you and have you near him, Mm -hmm. you near his heart, Mm -hmm. fellowshipping, talking to him. Dear friends, come to Jesus Christ just as Joseph's brothers come near to Joseph. And 
Our phone line is open at 929-333-3739. Maybe some of you have been hurt. Maybe some of you uh, have been gone, gone through terrible abuse in your life, and you're holding on to anger and bitterness toward, towards those who have hurt you. Let them go and be willing to live with that hurt. And let us pray with you. If we can pray with you and encourage you, give us a call right now at 929-333-3739. And, Micah, I want to also invite our listeners yeah. to our Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving feast, yeah. November 20th. Come on out, dear friends. We want to meet you. We want to greet you. We want to have a great time of fellowship with you. Come near to us and have <laughs> yeah. fellowship with us. Let us know you're out there. And on... Sunday, November 20th at 11 a.m. We're going to have a Friends Sunday. And after the service, we're going to have a Thanksgiving feast on November 20th. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And it's at 490 Hudson Street in Greenwich Village, Manhattan. Hey, we had, we had somebody came right over from Jersey City today. And it's a piece of cake yeah. to come to our church from Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Really so quick. if you yeah. live in Jersey, you live in the city, come on out. 490 Hudson Street. Look us up online at hbcnyc.org. We'd love to have you at Heritage Baptist Church. Well, so let's continue talking about Joseph here and and how maybe you've been hurt. So, uh, Micah, have have you or someone you've known, have you ever had to confront them who, mm-hmm. who did the, who did much hurt? And how is it difficult to to control emotions in a situation like that? And and what are some ways that that such confrontations could be painful? Yeah. Well, I uh, agree with Yvonne that just just going through this this week um, and thinking about things, you almost have to relive <laughs> those yeah, moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't say that mine are as dramatic as Yvonne's, but it was, it was definitely difficult. Um, I had to confront someone after some years of painful experiences. And I found that doing it in love versus doing it in anger made a huge difference. Cause I've, I've probably been, <laughs> I've probably tried it both ways. Um, and in the specific situation I'm thinking of the person, he didn't end up seeing it the way I did. Um, mm. he didn't see how his behavior had such a negative in- impact and because we had that calm conversation about it instead of anger and yelling, you know, there wasn't more hurt added on top. Mm-hmm. But I would also offer that while biblically there's no question that we need to forgive, God also gives us wisdom on whether or not we should put ourselves right back in that place where we can yeah. be hurt again. Um, I, I believe there's wisdom in evaluating the future. Has the person changed? Do they recognize that their behavior was destructive or even abusive? And if they don't recognize it, or even if they only partially recognize it, I think sometimes that, you know, after we obey, obey God in forgiveness, we have to figure out a wise way to move forward. And the story of Joseph is a really good example of that because he didn't, you know, his brothers didn't show up in Egypt and he immediately was like, I forgive you. Blah, blah. You know, right. he went through this whole process, yeah. mm-hmm. getting to the place where yeah. we're in chapter 45, where he reveals himself, he mm-hmm. forgives them. Um, but he didn't do that right away. So I think God, you know, even no, as Yvonne true. was talking about, God gives us wisdom in mm-hmm. each particular situation because mm-hmm. no situation is the same. Right. Each each one is unique. That's right. And mm-hmm. and if someone has deeply hurt you, maybe a spouse has committed adultery against you 
or someone has said something to you, and there's different levels of hurt, mm-hmm. too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if a spouse commits adultery against you, that's one thing. If somebody just says something at your job that mm-hmm. hurts you, that yeah. that's another thing. <laughs> right, I mean, it's not right. anything on the same level. Yeah. But if a parent or a family member sexually abuses you, mm-hmm. that's another thing altogether right. as well. Yeah. So each one needs to be taken mm-hmm. individually mm-hmm. and must be must be walked through very mm-hmm. carefully and prayerfully and and not there's not a one size fit fits all mm-hmm. right in right. confronting mm-hmm. past hurts but would you th- would you say though from this passage that that a a good guide or a, a a wise marker is if somebody has deeply abused you mm. it's you have to be very careful in in confronting that until you know that they've changed. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you think that that's true? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many years were between the abuse that Joseph had from his brothers up until this point. You know, yeah. by my count, it's 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, you know, he still, as we said, we keep saying over and over, he went through this process of figuring out what was really going on. And, yeah. you know, he couldn't say, you know, I'm Joseph, have you changed? You know, he had to really, right. <laughs> he had to go through this mm-hmm. whole series. But I think, yeah, I think time and then, through wisdom, you have to mm-hmm. figure out whether they've changed. Yeah, yeah Yvonne? Yeah, um, just listening and, and, and remembering, you know, um, the pain. And it's, and it's not only the pain, it's the self-loathing that you go through. Mm. That's something else that, you know, people that have been abused go through. It is really hard if you're still in that state of mind to forgive a person because you can't, right? Mm. Um, unfortunately, I've experienced all of that <laughs> and um but at the same time um it's it bothers me now but it's not like that that um it's not as bad as it was before mm-hmm. um with the adultery um going <laughs> going through this um lesson i was thinking did i go through adultery well, but i did you know i yeah. i experienced that too and when i confronted um my spouse at that time it didn't go well. He denied everything. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, adultery is even pornography. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is adultery. Mm-hmm. And when I found it, he lied. And that really got me angry. But at that time, I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So I just stuffed it, something mm-hmm. that we do. You stuff everything, you know, yeah. and then eventually it explodes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still going on. But, you know, the way I, I, I say to myself that's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, I had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stay here with God, you know, and whatever God wants me to do, whatever he wants me to say, I'm, that's what, I, that's how I'm going to live my life. You know, I can't focus on mm-hmm. what the other person is doing. Um, mm-hmm. Have I forgiven him? Yeah. Because then I have to think about how that person lived how that person grew up you know Mm -hmm. there's many factors of when to forgive a person that you have to look at not just the act you have to look beyond the act and Mm -hmm. see why is that that, why did that person do that you know Mm -hmm. um so that's what i did but there is this one situation at work which came out to be a blessing because i was speaking to my supervisor about an employee um, a co-worker of mine Mm -hmm. and um my supervisor twisted my words Mm. and told this co-worker and um the next day i was told what happened 
And I saw my coworker's face too. She was just glum, and she wouldn't get next to me. Hmm. And based I, on what your supervisor told her, she didn't now trust you. She didn't trust me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was like burdened. I said, "What do I do? What do I do?" And I said, "Okay, God, God, what do I do here? Because I have to work closely with her." Hmm. And I said, "I'm going to confront her. I'm just going to go talk to her." And I pulled my friend over to the side and I told her exactly what I said. These were my words. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you heard, but mm-hmm. this is what I said, and this is yeah. why I said it. Yeah. And my friend understood. Mm-hmm. And that person, my friend, yeah. We became prayer partners at work. Mm, wow. But that That's didn't good. happen. You know, it, it wouldn't have happened, I think, if that situation yeah. didn't yeah. occur. You know, mm-hmm. if my supervisor didn't put a foot in it. You know, the so way she might have thought evil against you, but God meant but it. But God meant it God for good. God turned it out for see? good, yeah. And yeah. It was, it, that was a blessing because every time we went, I would go to work, she was there and we would text each other. Wow. You want to pray? Let's go pray. You know, and that's oh, what we did early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that, that's a that's a blessing, Yvonne, mm-hmm. and, and praise God. Thank you for sharing that that beautiful story. And and so, dear friends, maybe there's somebody like that on your job that created a a wall between uh, bet- between you both, and and there's just something that that's there between you. But if you go and and deal with it in love and with prayer, God could break down that wall and turn you into prayer partners. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a, that's a great thing. Well, let's we're gonna go to a song right now. We've been talking about Joseph tonight, three steps toward forgiveness. We've hit the first one, how he confronts his guilty brothers when he is fully assured that they have changed. We're going to look at the next one now, next, after this song, where he confronts the painful past. So he's, he's not going to just let the past go unspoken. He's going to talk about it and bring it up. He's going to confront the painful past. But first, let's go to a song, and this song is really about forgiveness And maybe somebody listening to the sound of my voice is actually the one who has caused the hurt in a situation. Maybe you're the one who has been the adulterer. Maybe you're the one who has has been an abuser. You need to repent. And you can be forgiven by Jesus Christ. His blood will cleanse us of all of our sins. Don't believe that whatever you've done is so bad the Lord cannot forgive you. No. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. Mm -hmm. The chief of sinners can be forgiven. So come to Jesus. Give us a call even as you hear this song. 929-333-3739. That is the number. Give us a call right now. 929-333-3739.
Give us strength, Lord, to fight this war that we are in, a spiritual battle. And Micah, guess what? We're talking about forgiveness tonight. I have an opportunity to ask forgiveness. Okay. Because I've been, we've been talking about Joseph and everything, and, and, and I said more than once, I guess, I believe, that Joseph <laughs> put his gold cup in the sack. And yeah. it, so, uh, we have a caller. He called, and he corrected me. And so I, I get to ask forgiveness. Please forgive me. I messed that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a gold cup. It's, it's a, a silver cup. It's a yep. silver mm-hmm. cup. And you know what? I don't what? think I'll ever forget that now. <laughs> so I want to thank our listener yeah. for underscoring that. And, and, hey, listen, if you make a mistake, you own up to it. And I was wrong. It's a silver cup. Thank you so much, listener. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad they're listening yeah. to what we're saying. Okay. And we're going to go to uh, Rick right now. And... Uh, Rick, thank you for calling, and you're on the Heritage of Faith Conversations. Uh, yes, good evening, sir. I've spoken to you um, in the past, maybe about 10 years ago, but I'm calling today because this topic is something that um, I've been, for the last 30 years, I, I've been struggling with it. Mm. I was um, accused of something by um, some family members that changed the dynamic in my relationship with the family. Um, most of my family don't even speak to me anymore. Now, I want to be very clear that I was living a very reckless life at that time, and so it probably made it very easy for them to believe this about me. Mm. But um, it changed my entire, it changed my relationship with the majority of my family. Mm -hmm. And um, just last year, I spoke to this cousin, and she realizes that it was a mistake, but she has never, never apologized. And I realize Mm -hmm. that even if she doesn't, um, I've got to let it go because it's eating me up, and I don't like holding on to it. Mm. I know it's not good for me. I know, I know it's not good. I, it's 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 really eating at me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Rick, for sharing that. And you know, and this is why Paul wrote in Colossians chapter three, where he says in verse twelve, "Put on therefore as the elect of God." So what we always have to keep in the forefront of our heart is no matter how people reject us, when we're in Christ, we're accepted and elected by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and are you a believer, Rick? You do know Christ as your Savior? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm part of I'm a men's ministry. I'm part of a uh, home church ministry. I'm part of... Um, I have um, a, um, a Bible study that my mo- the church that my mother used to go to. Um, mm-hmm. She's passed now, but um, I'm very active. But I know that holding on to this resentment yeah. um, is yeah. not going to. I can't. I don't feel like I can move forward mm-hmm. and say that I, you know, that it's that um, you know, my nobody's walk is perfect. But I can't hold on to this and move forward. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, right. So I want to just again underscore Colossians chapter three. Verses 12 and 13 for you. I believe these are very helpful verses where it says, put on kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Then it says, forbearing one another. That means people don't change sometimes at, at the rate which we would like them to change, the people that we have to deal with. We just have to forbear. We have to put up with the faults, with the sins of other people, and we have to trust the love of Jesus Christ for us. And so I'm going to ask uh, Brother Micah to pray with you, Rick, about this, As and, and we thank you for calling and, and sharing on air with us about it tonight. Is that okay? 
Yes, sir. Okay, let's pray for Rick this evening. Yeah, dear Heavenly Father, I just uh, I thank you for this call. Um, I thank you for Rick's openness and his transparency and honesty, Lord, and how he has said that literally, Lord, for decades now, this has been eating him alive and tearing him up, Lord. And we just think, you know, Joseph, too, in the in the Bible, Lord, Joseph was accused of a crime that he didn't commit, Lord, and he came to the place where he was able to forgive. So I just pray, Lord, that um, Rick be able to lay this burden down, Lord, that it just roll off his back, Lord, finally, after holding on to it for all these years, Lord. Yes, he is not guilty of the crime he was accused of, mm-hmm. Lord, um, but he could even just let mm-hmm. it go, Lord, and just put it at the foot of the cross, Lord, and just surrender it to you, Lord knowing that this cousin may or may not ever make things right, Lord, but he can just let it go, Lord, and completely forgive and not be bitter, Lord, but even let let um, him let him see, Lord, what how you've used this, Lord, to refine him and to uh, perfect him, Lord, and just make him more like you as he has deal, dealt with this for so many years, Lord. But I just pray that even right now, in this moment, he is just able to lay this burden down, at your feet. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Thank you, Rick, for, for calling us tonight. And and remember that even these false accusations, because Joseph was falsely accused, and God could turn it around for good. So God bless you, brother. Continue to be God strong. You, Continue Rick. serving the Lord. That's a yeah. blessing. You know, one thing I do want to point out, I want to make it clear that I was guilty of a lot of things. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of things. And so I, I do understand how it was so easy for them to even alive. Mm-hmm. Sure, but we understand. Hurt me so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that you know, of all the things I did, I didn't do. Yeah, I'm guilty of many things, but mm. I this was something I didn't do. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank. You, yeah. Man. Okay. God bless you. Jesus died for something he didn't do either. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, that's thank God we have a savior. Yeah. You know. Amen. Okay. So good night, Rick. Thanks for calling. So let's talk about how Joseph confronts the painful past. And we see he confronts his brothers with a specific offense that really led to all the other stuff that Mm -hmm. he went through. In verse 4 and 5, where he says, come near to me, I am Joseph, whom, and then he says in verse 4, whom ye sold into Egypt. And then verse 5, now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here. For God did send me before you to preserve life. So twice he says, you sold me into Egypt. So he's confronting. That's really the the beginning of his painful past Mm -hmm. in that sense. And he confronts it with honesty and humility. He's not trying to rub it in, but he's dealing with that proverbial elephant in the room. And them selling him to Egypt led to Joseph being falsely accused in Potiphar's house led Joseph to being forgotten when he was in prison. Mm. And so that was not the first thing, because they already hated him and resented him mm-hmm. for his dreams, mm-hmm. but that was kind of the the real crux of everything there. So he confronts the painful past by bringing that specific situation up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Joseph could have confronted his, his brothers in any number of ways. He could have 
used their guilt almost like a dagger and really yeah. just twisted it in their bellies, listing off all the instances of pain and suffering that their actions had caused them. As you said, Pastor, he could have said, you jerks sold me into slavery. You sent me to a country where I didn't even speak the yeah. language. Mm-hmm. And then I was accused of crimes I didn't commit. I spent years in prison unjustly. And what did I ever do to you? And, mm-hmm. you know, any lesser man... Probably some of us would have done exactly that, but not Joseph. Mm -hmm. He only mentions what they did to him in brief. And Joseph also knew that since he was in such a position of power over them, his brothers would probably react with fear of retribution. So Joseph immediately speaks words to ease their fears. Mm -hmm. And he even comforts them, telling them not to grieve over the past or be angry with themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how can we encourage our listeners as well to confront and confront past deeds done to them and to forgive those who have caused them pain. So, Yvonne, mm-hmm. what would you say to that? And is there a scripture verse that you could share as well yeah, I have, in relationship to that? I have a scripture verse, but, but before that, I think um, to com- um, for the listeners, I mean, if, you have, if we have bitterness, because I lived with bitterness for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to step forward, mm-hmm. you know. In 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 if you know if if you're holding on still, um, that's what we have to pray. That's what I did. I prayed and prayed for God to take away that bitterness that I had because honestly, I hated everybody with everything that I went through, you mm-hmm. know. And God slowly mm-hmm. um, started changing and taking away that bitterness because it's it's heavy, you know. It's it's like you're carrying this huge bag on you and you Mm -hmm. can't even walk you know because you're so heavy with it so we just keep on praying and praying and slowly you know you'll realize like i did that oh i could breathe finally or Mm. i could look at myself in the mirror Mm. finally Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. my eyes and see me you know and start seeing who god create how god you know he created me and and what he wants to me you know it's it's hard work, mm-hmm. but it's also beautiful because I knew that I wasn't walking it by myself. So mm-hmm. I think I really said that for Rick because yeah. I know he's still listening and mm-hmm. that really hurt me. Um, so how can I encourage listeners to confront? We have to think, you know, you just can't go out there and say, this is what happened. No, really think of who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, first we have to pray about it. Um, think about who this person is and... Ask God to give you the words, mm-hmm. you know, to confront this person in a loving way. Because if you're going to be angry about it or bitter about it, I know it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be loving, you know. And sometimes, you know, in certain situations, I don't know what it could be. Um, you have to say your part, you know. I did this, you know, and if that offended you, I'm sorry. And that could eat could easily, um, the person could let their guard down. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Micah said earlier, he was thinking about his brothers. You know, I have to think about what is it that, one, what my brother was going through and what my um, husband was going through for them to act the way they did towards me, mm-hmm. you know. So um, all of that, you know, um, looking at everything, and it's a lot, you know, to look at um that's how, um, what am I saying? I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, yeah, it's just a little right. bit too much. That's okay. Um, no, no, that's all beautiful, um, Yvonne. And let, let's go to Micah. Yeah. For, and and sure. Micah, could you share on that? Well, I think, you know, as believers, if we, if we don't forgive, then we're ignoring Scripture. 
because forgiveness is woven all the way through the Bible. It's, um, yeah. you know, Jesus commands yeah, it is. that we forgive, and he also exemplified. He was the perfect example of forgiveness. Um, when we flip back to the Old Testament, I believe that the strongest example of human forgiveness is here in the story of Joseph. But it's important to note that all forgiveness flows from God. So I, I was looking at Isaiah, and um, in a passage, God he's telling the nation of Israel that even though they neither served him or honored him, he would forgive them. So Isaiah 43:25 says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, mm-hmm. and will not remember thy sins. Um, you know, in another passage, he forgives the Gentiles in, in the book of Jonah. So woven throughout Scripture is this concept of forgiveness. So if we are believers, if we believe the Scriptures, if we believe God's Word, then ultimately we have to be ones who forgive. And forgiveness is not forgetting as well. God doesn't say, I forgot. He says, I will not remember. Mm -hmm. That is, I will not bring them back up to you. I will not remember them to you. Mm -hmm. And that's really where forgiveness, uh, I think, works its its way out, too, that we we do not continually throw that thing Mm -hmm. back at that other person. Mm -hmm. And what we were talking before about bitterness, Yvonne, then we'll go to Matthew 18. But I heard a, a statement a long time ago, and I... I always say this to myself when we when I hear the subject of bitterness and it's that bitterness does more damage to the container mm-hmm. in which it's stored mm-hmm. than upon the That's one true. which it's poured. Yep. Mm-hmm. So bitterness will always do more hurt mm-hmm. to you, dear friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I remember okay. we're gonna talk <laughs> yeah. about Matthew eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did not I was telling Pastor earlier, right? I did not want to do anything on Matthew eighteen, twenty one to thirty five. Yeah. And I was trying to avoid it, but God said, no, <laughs> you're going to read it. And I did. And um, the reason why I was trying to avoid it, because sometimes I feel like this man, you know, that is asking for forgiveness. I can't pay this. I can't do it. And then yeah. he gets forgiven. Yeah. And then he goes out the door and he sees somebody that owes him something. Yeah. And he pretty much wants to wring his neck. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could do that. You know, so I really didn't want mm. to. I didn't want to read it. But what I got from this is. God is so good. I mean, for real, God is good because he showed this man, listen, I forgave you mm-hmm. and look at what you've done. Yeah. You know, look at what you're doing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I could have done that to you, but mm-hmm. since you treated this other man in a form that I didn't treat you, mm-hmm. now you're going to jail until you pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scares me. Yeah. You know, a lot because who am I? not to forgive another person when mm-hmm. I've known the things that I did when I was out there in the world. I was horrible. Yeah. I was horrible. You yeah, know, think I know of all it. the sins God oh, has oh, forgiven yeah, us of. And, and I was so forgiven. Yeah. You know, so if I have a chance to forgive the person, I'm going to forgive the person, you know, and not fake. Not be like, oh, yeah, I forgive you, and then turn around and talk about you. No, you know, but really forgive the person. You know, so they could see who Christ is mm, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. And unforgiveness is a bitter man's prison. That's for sure. So let's move to the third point is that Joseph, the third thing is he confronts the divine plan. So he, he confronts the painful past. He confronts the guilty brothers. But now he looks square at the face of the divine plan. Mm-hmm. And how many times does Joseph say here, yeah, you sold me into slavery, Mm -hmm. but God is sovereign over what you did. 
And God sent me here. While you, you meant to sell me as a slave, God sent me here to deliver. And so Joseph sees the sovereignty of God. So, Micah, how does Joseph express God's sovereignty through his suffering? And why is seeing God's sovereign hand in our lives so important in, in being forgiven toward those who have, have hurt us? Yeah, well, Joseph, he had many, many years to evaluate God's sovereignty. He, you know, it was 22 years, as I mentioned. Uh, there was at least nine years since he had been elevated to that position of power. And he, so he had all this time to put the pieces of his story together. And in all those years, he concluded that God had fulfilled the dreams that he had when he was a teenager by using the wicked and evil, evil mm. actions of his brothers and even Potiphar's wife. So Joseph tells his stunned brothers not to grieve or even be angry at themselves because he recognized the truth. He, um, he recognized that God actually, you know, God's hand was all over this. God was the one who brought him to Egypt in order to save their lives. And this is such an important lesson for all of us believers in our suffering. You know, Scripture mm -hmm. reveals this amazing example so that even when we are currently in the pit, mm -hmm. you know, we can hold on to the promises of God and trust that God's sovereignty is covering our situation as well and perhaps God will one day elevate us in some way or perhaps he will use us to save other people and maybe he will do it through the refining ground of our suffering and persecution mm -hmm. yes amen and that's really you know get we're kind of moving toward that final great statement of Joseph right and I, I mentioned it earlier but Joseph said you thought evil against me but God meant it for good mm -hmm. and so God works it all out mm -hmm. so how does how does, Yvonne, how does okay. understanding God's sovereignty help you process those painful situations and circumstances mm -hmm. in your life? And I know I think you wanted to talk, maybe mention Romans 8.28. Yeah, Romans 8.28. That verse was given to me years ago um, from the first church that I went to where I got saved. And mm -hmm. I did not understand it back then. Yeah. I said, okay, thank you very much. You know, <laughs> but I, I really didn't get it. I really did yeah. it. And now I understand, you know, that everything that I went through, um, God was with me throughout the whole thing, walking with me throughout everything that I went through. And it says here that, and we know that all things work out together for good to them that love God, mm. to them who are called according to his purpose. So I was called according to his purpose, mm. whatever it is that he wants me to be, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. God already called me for that. Yeah. I just didn't know about it, mm. right? And even if it's the worst things that I went through, and let me tell you, I went through a lot, right? Mm -hmm. He changed it so I could see him in everything. And, you know, it, it's just, I've been blessed. Yeah. That's all I can say is, even though I cried a lot and I, and I, I went through it, I was blessed each and every time that that um that i that the thoughts come back or i could smell something and it mm. reminds me you know mm -hmm. yeah but god was always with me you know and now i understand you mm. know you know romans eight twenty eight reminds me always read the whole verse <laughs> right because that verse does not say all things work together for good it says and we know and we know so we right. have to know that ourselves that we mm -hmm. have to personalize it mm -hmm. and then right. it doesn't say all things work together for good. No, it says, and we know all things work together for good to them that love, love God. God. So we mm -hmm. have to make sure that we are loving God mm -hmm. and that we're called, we're his child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Micah? Mm -hmm. 
well, as we look at the Bible, there's so many examples of God's sovereignty. And if we as Christians truly meditate on his word, then we're going to process these painful circumstances differently. And in our Iron Sharpens Iron men's Bible study, we're going through the book of James, and it's the epistle written by the half-brother of Jesus. And one of the first things he focuses on, James, uh, mm-hmm. in James one twelve, I'll just read, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So James certainly knew about trials and persecution. He was one of the leaders in the Jerusalem church, and they were persecuted by Rome on the one hand and persecuted by the religious establishment in Jerusalem on the other. Um, James was martyred around 62 AD. And as we truly believe the words and examples of the Bible, we can better perceive our current situation, our pain, and we just have to look at it through the lens of trusting God that he's working out all things, as we said, for our good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just have a, a couple minutes here left tonight. Man, the time has gone so quickly. Thank you, dear listeners, for being with us. We're talking about Joseph's three steps to forgiveness as he confronted his guilty brothers upon their change. He confronted the painful past, and he, he talks about the divine plan. So as we close, how does Joseph's forgiveness speak to us of Jesus? Because Jesus is the ultimate Joseph. Jesus has forgiven and will forgive all those who come to him. So just a minute or so, Yvonne, Mm -hmm. why don't you just share, how how is Jesus the ultimate Joseph? How is he the ultimate Joseph? He forgave us. And look at what he went through. He went through so much pain. He was accused when he's innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. He was beat up. He was sold. Amen. And Micah? Oh, I just, there's so many things, there's so many connections between Joseph and Jesus, and I was recently talking to somebody who doesn't believe in Christianity, and I I was trying to make this connection that the whole Old Testament points to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, dear friends, remember that God, through Jesus Christ, has forgiven us. Thank God for Jesus, who was stripped, beaten, delivered into the hands of Gentiles, abused, suffered, died on the cross, but death could not hold him. The power of God raised him. He's alive today. We can be forgiven and saved by his love. Have a great week. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Yvonne. Have a great night. God bless. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.